You're listening to the Fantrax Podcast Network. Fantasy Sports Entertainment lives here. Welcome back to the Baseball Show right here on the Fantrax Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andy Singleton, People's Pen on Twitter. And this week, we were joined by Justin Volman of the Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network. Now, we did try a new format this week. If you watch the show, you know we do it in video format, and then we do an audio transcript for those that are just looking to listen. So this week, we started on Periscope with the pregame. Then we took the show over for 30 minutes, structured and disciplined, dedicated, real show for 30 minutes on our YouTube live stream. And then we went for almost an hour on the post-game show back on the Periscope channel. All the links are in the description here, so if you're looking to see what we were looking like while we were doing all this stuff, any of the memorabilia we were referring to and, and showing off, can go back and watch, of course. But for now, enjoy the audio version of this week's show, followed by the post-game. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Baseball Show on the Fantrax Podcast Network. All right, welcome to week seven of the Baseball Show right here on the Fantrax YouTube channel. Prospect Jesus, Ralph Lifshitz, People's Planet, Singleton. We're joined tonight by Collegiate Scouting Baseball, Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network's Justin Ballman. We're happy to have him because we're going to get into a whole lot of fun stuff that he's doing with his work over there. Some some uh, major league teams even partnering on what, with the stuff you guys are doing. And of course, MLB, an MLB draft. I'm stuttering now because all of a sudden it's like we haven't been live for 20 minutes. Uh, for those of you switching over from the Periscope feed, welcome. Uh, this is where you will be able to watch the show now for the next half hour. Uh, we're going to try to be compact and concise and really focus on just a couple players and give you some good takes on them. And then we'll go back to Periscope for a little post-game activity after. Don't forget to uh, check out our sponsors. Of course, the Young Back Company. Uh, you can check them out for fine wooden crafted products made out of bats. Use code Fantrax at checkout. Uh, and of course, Rotoware. I cannot forget Rotoware because Rotoware has been with us. They're our day one. Uh, Kenneth Cashman, Rotoware Classic. Use Fantrax at checkout there as well. And uh, let's just get right into stuff. So, a couple news and notes. Uh, Astros were rumored to have a spot open up now that they had demoted. Uh, Jake Marisnik and everybody was clamoring for Kyle Tucker. Well, I got news for you. It was Tony Kemp. So, what? sorry. I don't know what else to say besides sorry because that's not what everybody wanted. Uh, I think uh, on, Beaver. I think J.D. Davis would have been a better choice than Tony Kemp for fantasy purposes. Uh, he's been mashing. Justin, you, uh, you're a J.D. Davis fan. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, I've been uh, following him a little bit. The Astros have been playing him at different positions. Um, uh across the diamond, uh, first base, third base, um, getting him a little bit in the outfield. So maybe they are hopefully moving him to get a little bit more versatile like Kemp and get him into the major league roster sooner rather than later. Well, he's got his work cut out for him with Kyle Tucker also mashing a triple-A. But uh, real quick, um, Ralph, the reason we're doing this half-hour concentrated segment is to kind of limit – you in some regards because you have huh. so much knowledge to share with the world i don't want to give it to him all at once uh so we're going to try to compact things uh, i mentioned freddie peralta is going to be our main story tonight our feature story we're going to dive in a little deeper on him some of the other news though cespedes to the dl pollock to the dl uh alex reyes uh looked phenomenal in his first rehab start circle may 28th and second circle may 28th on your calendars that's a little inside info that we got from a friend of ours uh hi matt we uh we we love you here uh so i hope i didn't you know reveal anything i shouldn't have but there you go uh carlos martinez sent for an mri on his shoulder this is not good news 
Not good news at all because he's been out for a little bit. And if it's still not getting better and now they're looking at an MRI, uh, I'm a little concerned about that. Robinson Cano, we're going to get him into the post game a little bit more. We touched on him a little uh, pregame. Um, what else, though? Dennis Santana, join the show. Come on as a guest. I'm going to keep trolling you until <laughs> you agree to come on. That's how we got Jacob uh, Faria. And, you know, we're going to do the same to you, Mr. Santana. So hopefully we see you. Uh, what else did I got here? Carlos Rodon's coming back soon. Guys wanted to ask you about Caven uh, or Cavan, uh, Biggio. Colin Jones, Noah Naylor. We got a lot of players to get into. But before we do that, I want to now say, Mr. Volman, you have the floor. Please tell everybody who you are, what you do, where they can find you, and why the College Baseball Scouting Network, Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network, is so exciting and has so much happening. Sure. So uh, I'm CEO of Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network. Um, I started the company a year and a half ago. Um, and since then, we've grown to 125 scouts um, located throughout the U.S. and Canada. Um, we collect data on a variety of players from college, D1, D2, D3, JUCO, NAIA, um, as well as high school players um, and international Canadian high schoolers as well. We package that data. We sell it to MLB teams, college teams, agencies, um, among others. Uh, so it's really exciting. We're expanding to uh, 225 scouts um, over the summer. We're going to have 200 domestically and 25 internationally, hoping to get scouts in uh, the DR, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, um, Colombia, Australia, Japan, Korea. So we're really excited uh, about the future, and we're going to hopefully have uh, become the biggest uh, data provider in baseball in the next five years. Nice. Nice. And uh, you have openings available for people that might be interested in joining this emerging conglomerate? Sure. Yes, we do. Um, we're uh, looking to hire about 100, 150 more scouts. We're looking for 10 more writers and about three more analytics um, team members. Um, if anyone's interested, check out our website, cbscout.net. Um, there's a careers page, gets all the details of how to apply to all the different positions. Um, so we're really excited about that. Really excited to add some some uh, fresh new baseball minds to our company and uh, keep uh, keep improving. Nice. And you, of course, work with Lance over there. Ralph works with Lance on the Raz Pod, uh, Raz Podcast, uh, Prospect Pod, and of course the Crabs love Lance. He's a boy wonder to them. They they love Lancey Pants, so he's a good friend of the show. And you get to uh, work with him uh, on an everyday basis. So I'm sure uh, a lot of our audience members are jealous of you. But uh, you mentioned in you know some of some of the uh, notes we had off air that you have even a couple Major League Baseball franchises uh, working with you guys signed up in regards to some uh, pitching mechanic, uh, you, you, you tell me. Yeah. yeah, so um, we actually recently partnered with a company called 3P Sports. Um, they're creating this revolutionary technology um, that'll take the motion capture um, out of a lab and really bring it onto the field. So with their technology, they um, identified certain pitch mechanics that um, lead to a higher injury probability. Um, and so we're putting all of our uh, pitcher video into their system and they're going to produce reports um, that show pitcher injury probability and also mechanical changes that they can make to fix those solutions. So we're hoping that we can help uh, keep some people off of the off the injury table and not get as many Tommy John surgeries as there are definitely um, in baseball today. So we're really excited about that partnership and really excited about our current MLB partnerships. Um, hoping to add uh, at least five to ten more over the summer. Um, now that we just finished our first season, so we're really excited about the future, and um, we're really excited for the draft for sure. 
Yeah, that's good stuff, Raf. You have any questions for Justin? Because you are, you know, my favorite pitching guru. You really <laughs> know your stuff about mechanics. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I want to know what you think of of hearing this. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a, a huge advancement, great concept, um, really interesting stuff that he's he's out. You know, you guys are obviously working on, and you get some great people involved. I know I've met, you know, a few other folks at uh, a couple games in Hartford. I think that uh, that were working for your company. You know, obviously besides Lance, uh, who I see at games constantly. We go on on scouting dates, as I like to call it. But um, yeah, no, I was I was gonna maybe dig into a little bit more on um, you know, just in terms of the the content. You know, how it's available to people, and you know, who are the most interesting players that that you've seen over the last, we'll say, year or so that you've been doing this. Sure. So I mean, it's definitely been uh, a really cool experience just getting data from players all across the country and in Canada as well. Um, one player that's really caught my eye and the eye of my scouting network is Noah Naylor. My uh, Canadian regional supervisor talks about him till the end of the day. It's ridiculous. He's He's got a huge man crush on Noah Naylor uh, and is just talks talks the world of him. So he's been one that uh, definitely, um, I've heard of Josh Naylor, but Noah Naylor wasn't really on my radar a little bit till we yeah. started expanding into Canada. Um, so he's a guy that I think can definitely make some noise come draft time. Um, I've heard that he's moving up draft boards. Um, there was actually, we had our Canadian supervisor at a, a showcase the other day and he was, uh, walked twice intentionally in the high school game. So that was something that he hadn't seen in a while. Um, uh, so I'm excited. I think nail is, nail is going to be a big, um, big success in the draft. And, uh, there's, there's some good Canadian players coming out there in the next couple of years. And I really think Canada is going to be a, uh, a rise in baseball nation for sure. I mean, we've got Joey Votto already, but um, I can definitely see more guys coming out in the future, um, making Canada even more successful a baseball nation than it already is. Anybody that you have really impressive uh, data on coming out of the draft, maybe an unheralded name, it could be even somebody in the you know the top thirty or, or or so picks, we'll say. But you know, any information just in terms of maybe exit velocity, um, you know, spin rate. Anything that's, you know, really sort of juicy that uh, maybe sets somebody apart? Um, unfortunately, we don't, we don't get a spin rate or exit velocity. I wish we did. Um, but we, we've had guys scouting Shane McClanahan. And when we saw him a couple, we saw him a couple of different games. He was touching 98, 99. Mm -hmm. um, so for a lefty, that's, that's top tier velocity right there. Yeah. Um, we've, we've gotten some interesting ones. We found a bunch of uh, interesting players in the Midwest. Uh, Max Schumann's an interesting one out of uh, Eastern Michigan. Um, he's a he's a good good infielder. Um, we've gotten. I mean, we're we're not just looking at draft eligible guys. We're really looking at guys across the spectrum. So we're really hoping to track guys from high school to junior college to college to the pros and really get three to five years worth of data. Um, so while mm -hmm. we do track a lot of draft eligible guys, um, we do have a lot of data on those those freshmen in college, those freshmen sophomores in high school, which is really really cool. Um, but McClanahan was a cool one um, to see on our in our data sheet. Um, we've we've seen Casey Mize, um, seen some of those big names. Um, so we're really excited about um, the draft and hoping to see some of our guys that we've uh, we've forwarded onto our clients get drafted. Uh, hopefully, top ten rounds. Um, I'm just checking some of the comments in the chat real quick. Of course, our crabs are here. They're asking, when's the plea for the thumbs up? Right now. You, you should know already. I shouldn't have to ask for it. You should just do it. <laughs> thumbs up. Put them up. Uh, I also added something that YouTube has a new feature called uh, Super Chat. So for any of you uh, cheapskates who want to you know, go into your wallets and 
put some money up. You can donate right to Ralph, myself, Fantrax, Justin, whoever. Uh, you can you can show us what you think of the quality of the show by using the super chat feature. Now I'm not even sure how it works, but it's there if you want it. Um, what else? There are a couple other things. Uh, Rotoware, Rotoware is telling me that hopefully this weekend he's gonna make one shirt after he makes the frosted lemonade boba shirt and i'm still waiting for my first shirt mr cashman so uh i i can't i can't read these comments and and not be tempted to shed a tear but we're going to talk some mlb draft stuff and ralph there are three players in particular you wanted to get into so please uh we're going to do this little secondary player segment before we get into our feature player again it's freddie peralta uh but the three secondary players these these are going to be kind of you know like extended tweets you know that 280 character range maybe that you know trail off a little bit more than what twitter allows yeah. so who are these three guys yeah i think i think the three guys in particular that you're talking about are you know obviously casey mize you know who justin had already mentioned uh, another one alec alec Baum. i hope i'm pronouncing his last name right i going to butcher it for probably a month and a half until I get it right. And then another guy that I'm obsessed with, which is Jonathan India, who's a third baseman uh, for, you know, Florida, who has a, a couple other pitchers who are definitely interesting draft prospects uh, in, in their own right uh, in this draft, one being Brady Singer, the other one being uh, Jackson Cower. But the thing I love about India is I love the swing, powerful third baseman. You know, he's had an excellent season. I know he's been tailing off a little bit, I think, uh, over the last couple of weeks, started the season on a tear. Um, but you know, it's, it's a bit of a grind, but he's a guy that I'm really interested in. I think he can stick at third base long-term. Um, and he's got sort of the bat that profiles, uh, well there. I've, I've gypped up a couple of his swings and, and homers and different stuff. I think I picked a few from, uh, his game against Arkansas. So he's a guy that I'm, I'm really interested to, uh, you know, see where he gets drafted, where he ends up getting picked up. I think he's more interesting, you know, from a fantasy side of things, cause that's how I look at the draft. I'm not looking at, you know, I'm not looking for a guy that can play up the middle and play stellar defense. I only care about that to the extent that he's maybe going to stick at whatever given position he has. The other guy being Casey Mize, uh, who's a, uh, you know, a very good right-hander um, from Auburn. I actually have uh, a couple of friends who work with the Northeastern program here in Boston, and uh, they played them early on down in Alabama. And uh, some of the reports I was getting just on the splitter, the slider. Um, you know, he's got a cut fastball that sometimes I, I almost feel like it bleeds in, in, into the slider. But, you know, he's got four pitches more or less that he can manipulate into six from what I've seen. Just really impressive feel, really com impressive command for a guy coming out of the draft. And I think that's what sets him uh, apart as a clear 1-1. I don't know if I would necessarily still chase him uh, if I had the number one pick in like a first-year player draft as good as he is. There's still a lot of risk that comes with taking a pitcher one one and still maybe go for some of these bats. Um, and I think that, you know, Alec, ba Alec Baum being probably number one advanced, you know, uh, corner infielder, power hitter, you know, hit well in Cape Cod. Um, you know, so he's got a history of, of hitting well with wood, hits for a lot of power. He's just sort of that, that prototype type guy. And there's a history, especially within the last 10 to 15 years of, you know, those advanced, um, you know, college SEC guys, or excuse me, ACC guy, um, but the big conference guys, you know, that are built like that and sort of have that skill set typically translate, you know, whether we're talking about, you know, Alex Bregman or Anthony Rendon, you know, even going back to maybe like Ryan Zimmerman. I gotta, I gotta tell you, dude, that was, you timed that perfectly because you literally wrapped up right where I needed you to. But you did mention three players that are, are going to be in this draft. And uh, that, that is some of what Justin is 
know, doing and known for. Uh, it's in the title, Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network. So uh, I'm going to ask if any of those three stand out to you. And if not, uh, then I'm going to ask you to attack uh, Casey Mize in particular because he's from your rival Bama school going to Auburn over there while you're going, yeah. you know, to Bama. So do you have anything to say about Mize? If, if you can be a fan of Mize, then maybe we're really onto something because you should have added fuel and motivation to not like this guy. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Mize a, a couple of years. Um, I've worked for the University of Alabama baseball team actually a couple of years ago. So I've seen him since he was a, since he was a freshman. He's good. I mean, he, one thing I like to look at um, in hitters or, or pitchers um, is really that K to walk. Um, and th this year he's 124 to eight in terms of his strikeouts to walk ratio. And obviously the bat batters are going to be less, but I mean that's showing that he's 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 able to locate the ball. He's not giving up as many um, walks as you would look for. Um, same on the hitter side, Bohm and India. I mean they both have improved their their K to walk ratio from freshman to junior year. Both now have um, higher walks than Ks in in this season. Um, and I think those are two of the biggest traits that really translate um, from college to the pros is being able to control um, your bat when you're a hitter and having be having patience at the plate and then being able to demonstrate control on the mound. I think those are the two keys that really lead to success. Um, one guy that I think that could make a little bit of a run at the 1-1 spot if the Tigers want to go for more higher upside, um, that's been the talk of my scouting network, is Jared Kalinick. Um, he's from Wisconsin, hasn't been seen that much just because of um, he plays in Wisconsin, so it's really freezing up there, and no one really wants to go see him. Um, right. But he's he's been uh, he's got uh, some real high upside, um, and we could I think maybe I could see him going one one just because we've sort of seen the past couple of years um, high school players going one one and signing for that below slot value like Mickey Moniak um, among others, where if a, if a team can get a deal below slot value, especially at that number one pick, then they can spend it um, elsewhere with those guys that are going to be tough signs. Um, Clinic has a University of uh, Louisville scholarship, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a big uh, big deal when it comes to signability. So I could see him going 1-1 uh, if they're looking for a bat. Um, thankfully, Mize is a, is a right-handed uh, college pitcher because right-handed high school pitchers um, teams have actually started shying away from just because the success rate in the top 10 of the draft has not been great. Um, in terms of college or in terms of high school right-handed pitchers. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely curious to see. I think definitely some of those big bats. I'm excited for Nick Madrigal to go in the top 10. I, I really like uh, top uh, diminutive uh, second baseman, so excited about yeah. that. Um, one, of, one of my personal favorite guys is uh, Kobe Vance on Alabama, a little bit of a homer, but he's, uh, yeah. he's built like Madrigal, except he's got an extra 30 pounds of just pure muscle, and he's built like a tank. Um, and I think he's a guy who's drafted in the 15th round out of high school, and I think he could definitely be a top 10 round pick because he's he's solid and he's he's got a lot of power that's yet to be unlocked. So those are some of the guys that I'm looking at come draft day. Nice. And what what position did you play? Um, did I play? Yeah. Uh, I haven't played baseball actually since little league, so oh. it's been a little, little okay, been a long time. I, I thought you uh, I thought you said something else there, but uh, when you first started with the Alabama Albert thing, so I completely uh, I completely misheard that. But all right, um, all good. So all right, with that being said, we're gonna move into uh, <laughs> feature player tonight. That was on that was on me. It was my 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 error. 
Uh, but we're going to slide into our feature player tonight, which is uh, Freddie Peralta. And we're going to try to do this. Hope you're enjoying the new format, by the way. Uh, don't forget, we go live at 945 on the Periscope. Uh, so a little pregame, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. Ask your questions. We'll you know, get, the, uh, get, get everything out. We'll go half hour on the YouTube channel, which you're on right now. And then at 1030, we'll go back to Periscope for a little postgame. And we'll go as long as you guys want. We'll do your trade scenarios, ads, drops, you know, hobbies whatever you want to ask we'll we'll answer all um so that's coming up i'll get another 10 minutes here left on this show um but the feature player we're going to highlight one player each week that we're going to really try to dive deep into a little bit like last week uh when ralph and i were on san's guest we got into vlad vladito and then we were able to do this little you know 10 minute feature on him that uh ralph you know so eloquently pointed out why he's just a generational talent. So this week we're going to talk about Freddie Peralta because I'm pretty surprised at the numbers he's been putting up. And it's been pretty consistent now, the track record he's starting to put together. I Just to kind of give you a, a, a take on my thoughts of that track record, I was offered him as a throw-in in the RAS 30 over the offseason, and I scoffed at it and said, yeah, I'm not interested in Freddie Peralta. So I really wasn't big on Freddie Peralta. And then he comes up, of course, spot start for the Brewers, 13 Ks against the Rockies, and the whole world is overreacting. So I know Ralph likes Peralta, but I also know he's not in love with them at the same time. Um, real quick, speaking of the Raz 30, I've taken the Royals to the eighth place in a 30-team dynasty league. So, yes, thank you. Pat on the back to myself. Uh, if nobody else will do that. But, Ralph. Well, you're in the playoffs, man. That's all that matters. You're in the playoffs. Started off with Freddie right Peralta. Now. What's your take on Freddie Porto? Am I a fool for not having taken him as a throw-in? Um, well, it depends. What was the deal? Like, what were I don't you even remember. It, it, my deal was irrelevant. Tell me about Freddie Peralta. What do you see? What do you like? What do you dislike? Is he here to stay? Flash in the pan? Are people making too much of it? I know you kind of said, what, what, didn't we learn our lesson with Domingo Herman? I don't think they're the same type, and I don't think Herman's done. I think, you know, one bad stuff. But whatever. You, you tell me. Tell the, tell the world. Tell, don't tell me. Tell our audience. Freddie Peralta, yay or nay? Um, I think it depends. It depends. If it's a twelve-team league, uh, it, it it this is like these questions to me are always so tough to really to really be super specific on. But like, if it's a twelve-team league, unless it's like a head-to-head -head points league where every startable guy that has a rotation spot and has any like K upside is owned, then fine. Other than that, he's a straight streamer for me in any other 12-team format, even like your sort of basic shallower head-to-head -head formats. I think once you get into like 16-team leagues or you get into dynasty with a decent amount of minor league spots, maybe you can bounce him back and forth, and he's almost like your own sort of personal built-in, you know, sort of swing guy. He's perfect. Now, you, you, we can't put the cart before the horse and sort of have these expectations that what he did in Colorado on Sunday is sustainable and repeatable over a long period of time. Um, I think he's going to be good. I think he can be a back end of the rotation, like maybe like a four with some huge K upside. Three or even a two, I think, is really pushing it. Um, and a lot of that is he's just sort of limited. Now, one of the things I like about Peralta is I like his sequencing. What I have watched you know, over the last year and a half, he's a guy I was touting a little bit coming into the season that he was a bit of a sleeper. I think I even mentioned in my, my, I, I ranked him over Corey Ray, who's actually hitting pretty well in my Brewers rankings. I had him about seventh, I think, in the system. And I liked him a lot. I, th I thought that for fantasy, he had more upside potentially than maybe Corbin Burns 
or even Brandon Woodruff, and we've sort of seen that play out thus far. I don't know if long-term that's going to sustain itself, but the thing with him is his sequencing. You know, he's sort of smart about how he how he uses his pitches. I think he's going to be a little bit more wild than he was on Sunday, but I also think he sort of pitches out every so often. Like, he'll he'll sort of set guys up by by throwing something outside the zone and trying to get somebody to chase. So I think he's really cerebral, and I know that's that's one of the things that you sort of read about him and when the people in the organization talk about Peralta as he was coming up, that's one of the things that they sort of always, always harped on. I also think the deceptive um, part of his delivery, you know, that great extension, as Justin mentioned before, sort of the follow through, he hides the ball well. I just think all of that stuff sort of adds up. And, you know, his fastball, while it isn't, you know, a killer in terms of velocity, it seems to be always pretty well placed. Um and, you know, he will challenge guys up in the zone. And when you can land those high fastballs for strikes and get guys chasing and not miss those spots too low in the zone, you will, you know, high fastballs are hard to hit. Guys nowadays, especially with the launch angle stuff, are good low ball hitters. So I think a lot of his skill set plays. I just think you have to temper expectations. And he's a much better play in a dynasty league, you know, whether it be Raz 30 or, you know, formats half as shallow um, or, excuse me, half as deep. He's probably a really good play for that, but we, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too crazy. Like I know somebody the other day had asked me Freddie Peralta or, or Andrew Haney. And, and like, if you look at what Haney is doing right now with like, like bad luck, he's having negative luck right now. If you look at the left on base, uh, you know, if, if you look at some of those factors and, you know, it, it, I, it, it's crazy that after one start, we're now sort of like, well, yeah, I'd take Peralta over Haney. No well, way. Well, that was, you know, that was, that was the question that definitely uh, got you going off on the tangent was Haney or Peralta. And it was coming back, including myself, a lot of Peralta over Haney. But Justin, Haney rant. do you, uh, do you have a, uh, a feel for Freddie Peralta? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Do you, do you think he's here to stay in a positive, think- like superior way? Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's, I think like, um, like Ralph said, I think he'd be a solid back end, um, with that strike upside. We actually had a, a trade the other day in our company league. Um, it was Freddie Peralta and Zach Britton for Michael Conforto, uh, that got accepted. So that was an interesting one, um, uh, which goes to show, I mean, Britton hasn't been healthy in two years and Peralta had one good start and Conforto can be a top, top 30 outfielder, um, if they, the Mets would just play him every day, um, but so that was an interesting one. I think Peralta can, with that deception, I mean, he adds two miles an hour to his fastball, um, with that extension. So, I mean, he's only doing 90 to 92, but, uh, with that extension, he's, it's looking more like 94, 95, um, uh, which is really interesting to see, um, for a 5'11 guy. Um, so I think he can be a solid back end guy. Um, I mean, he did it in cores, obviously. The Rockies lineup isn't anything right home route other than LeMayhew and Blackman, but, um, I'm curious to see how he does against some of those deeper NL lineups. I mean, the NL is looking a little, a little interesting this year. I mean, I would love to see him face against the Braves because I mean, they Albies and Acuna are just lighting up everyone. So that would be a, a really interesting test to see how they do against that sort of that high little bit of a rise fastball a little bit. Well, I got to thank you because that was actually a great segue into another pitcher. You mentioned the Braves, and I wanted to get into their closing situation, which suddenly is kind of a topic with Dan Winkler and A.J. Minter kind of in the mix. Somebody even wants to show in uh, somebody like Shane, uh, Shane, what is it, Shane Carl? Um, but one way or the other, Vizcaino is not looking like he's 
fit for the job. Uh, so that's something we're going to get into the post-game show. Uh, we're going to wrap things up here. You got more Freddie uh, Peralta questions, bring them over to the post-game show. We're going to go back to Periscope now. Uh, the the uh, the link is in the comments section right here on YouTube. The link is below. Uh, if you're watching this in replay, you can still go to watch the replay of the Periscope as well so you can see what was said in the postgame. Uh, but like I said, we're going to try to concentrate this and highlight this into a half hour and just give you as much good content as we can. 30 minutes not to waste your time, not to bore you. And not for nothing, I mean, we, we know we have our dedicated fan base, the Crabs, but there's a lot of people that watch this in replay, and, you know, the, the, the comments get lost. So we're going to save the comments mainly for the pre and post game, so I hope that's understood. And we'll see if it doesn't work, then we'll go back to how it used to be, but this is what we're doing for now. Um, so, again, the, the link is there. Our sponsors. Young Bat Company. I love this bat. I, I just like carrying this thing around. Uh, Ralph's got his bat mug there. Uh, we got Rotoware and now Rotoware Classic, of course. You can use uh, the code Fantrax at checkout to save a little bit extra on your purchases. Uh, you can also check out Fantrax if you are unaware and become a user. Go to Fantrax backslash register. Enter my promo code People's Pen, and you can get a $5 free best ball into a uh, fantasy football best ball of your choosing. So you can go and basically get a free entry just to check out the site. Uh, what else did I want to say for this segment of week seven of the baseball show? Ralph, did you have anything to add in uh, 30 seconds? Yes, or less? I actually wanted to show the people something. So uh, my, my good friend Thomas Young over at the Young Bat Company actually made a bat for my son. It's a Batman bat. I'm going to show everybody here. I'm going to flash it onto the camera, see if everyone can see. You can see, you know, got the nice black handle. The yellow up there and the Batman symbol. He's seven years old. He's going to go crazy once he sees it. Uh, I don't think that worked on the screen at all. But trust me. Oh, we got a glimpse. Awesome looking Batman bat. We got a glimpse of it. We got a glimpse of it. <coughs> you did. Oh, all right. And I was nervous with the glare of the phone. <laughs> no, it was all good. And uh, Justin, how about yourself? Any uh, Anything you'd like to say in parting to the, our YouTube crowd? Um, nothing. I'm really happy to be on here tonight. Um, happy to answer any questions you guys have about my company or fantasy baseball or the draft in general. So definitely head on over to the Periscope because I'm I'll be I'll be around for a little while. All right, sounds good. And if if you're uh, interested, as you said, go back and rewind if you missed it. You can get a, a shot. They're looking for applicants to join the uh, collegiate baseball scouting network. So do that if you're uh, if you're interested in in high school, college, and uh, lower level minor league baseball as well on prospects so uh we're gonna start the periscope feed now for the post game hope you enjoyed week seven hope you enjoyed this new kind of style and format let us know we're doing this for you so really without your help and your input your comments it makes no difference for us uh so i'm really you know interested in your comments and your feedback uh but you know like i said we're trying something now we're trying to perfect this thank you i hope really this helped muzzle ralph a little bit because like i said it's not that i don't like hearing him talk it's that i don't want him to give away all of his secrets all in one shot and then you have no reason to <laughs> want to listen to him As in any other places secrets. so well you got you got good firsthand knowledge so uh you know if you're not following myself right there people's pen if you're not following ralph right there prospect jesus and of course justin at justin volman uh, follow us all on Twitter, and let's go over to Periscope now. Thanks for watching this week. Go check out Fantrax HQ uh, for all kinds of great articles and podcasts, and we'll talk about a lot more of that stuff come up in the post game. So thanks for watching, and we will see you over thanks, on the post thanks. game. Thanks, thanks. All right, so that was the regular weekly show, and now we took it over to Periscope for our post game, where we went for almost an hour discussing all kinds of players. Uh, we discussed 
Chick-fil-A, uh, minor league players, MLB draft players, Braves closer situation, all sorts of stuff. So we hope you enjoyed the first portion, and now we hope you enjoy the post-game edition as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Baseball Show. Let me check this out. Let me see if we are indeed rolling. I want to say we are, but I can't confirm or deny that quite yet. Uh, yes, we are. We are. All right. We're so this, live. this worked out then. There you have it. So, all right. So now, you know, for anybody wondering, including you two, who are both looking at me like, what the hell is this guy doing? Um, I had kind of a plan and an idea for this, and that was to, uh, you know, be concentrated into, you know, a more serious show. And now we can, you know, goof around a little, answer questions, get more personalized because let's be honest if you didn't know us from a hole in the wall you just stumbled upon upon a the baseball show and we were answering some person's specific question about their team you might tune out right so we wanted to get into the nitty-gritty justin your your stuff on your on, on your company is phenomenal so wanted that to be on its own and then the freddie peralta talk is big right now so there you go what did you guys think it was it good bad and different it Tell was the good. truth it was good is yeah, in the in the post game, does that mean that I can go and fill up my beverage? You can do can it I all. Fill up my cup? Yeah, go for it. I can. Yeah. Nice, Justin. What did you think? Um, I liked the format. I thought it was really quick, concise. We I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Um, so I was really, I, I really enjoyed my time on it for definitely this first one. Love to be back in the future. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, being able to sort of break down my company and. Um, break down some some minor league players that don't really get to do that a lot. Usually, it's more uh, company questions or draft questions. So, uh, happy to look at some some major league players and some minor league players. Uh, awesome. Well, that was what I was hoping to accomplish. So, hopefully, that happened. Um, we got YouTube greater than Periscope. I listen. I can't argue or deny that. FMKs, Jake. We're gonna we're gonna get some FMKs. Somebody throw out an FMK. We'll ask Justin right now. We'll get this going with the FMKs for Justin. See, these these are things that don't appeal to uh, to the larger audience, so I don't want to exclude our diehards, but I want to be all inclusive. I want to be very uh, 2018 and be all inclusive. Is somebody gonna give me an FMK to ask Justin? Or are we just gonna Justin going Mason us? Periscope too hard to navigate. Why are we thinking about Garrett Hampson? What are we thinking about <laughs> Garrett Hampson? Okay, Garrett Hampson. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about Garrett Hampson. Are you a league commissioner, or do you just like to play for fun and looking to join an extra league? Make sure you go to the game lobby at Fantrax.com and find out how fantasy sports should be played. Also, don't forget to check out our sponsors of the baseball show, RotoWare. Go to RotoWare.com and purchase your fantasy-related t-shirts, as well as Young Bat Company. Anything you think is possible with a bat, they've done, and now you can have your very own as well. Use Fantrax at checkout for both of our sponsors to save a little bit extra on your purchase. Now back to the baseball show. I saw Garrett Hampson a few days ago. Okay. And? Me and Garrett Hampson, we share a barber. We actually don't share a barber at all. Um, but Hampson's really interesting. He's a guy that, you know, I was, I was very, I'm always very uh, skeptical of any of these Rockies prospects that are coming up through Asheville and then, and then through Lancaster because they're both like two great places to hit. So there's always numbers that are boosted a little bit. I know Sam Hilliard's sort of one of these guys as well. So once they get to Hartford, where it's really one of the few uh, neutral or maybe even negative parks in that entire system, if not the only one, obviously they eventually get to go to Albuquerque and Coors after that. 
Um, but I think it's, it's sort of the barometer. It's the measuring test. And I always think that double A in general is where the rubber meets the road. Now, with Hampson, he was a guy that I really had discarded a little bit coming into the season. I wasn't all that impressed. Now that I've seen him a handful of times uh, this year, I'll say he's incredibly fast, very instinctual, can play a few different positions. I don't think he's a standout. He's not a gold glover in any one spot, but I think he's a guy that at worst can sort of fit in um, as a utility bat that can play all over the infield, maybe even play a little corner outfield potentially if they wanted him to as well. Um, but he can hit. He's got gap, you know, gap power. He can definitely turn on one uh, when he has the opportunity. He can turn on mistakes. Um, he's got the wheels. He can steal. There's just there's so much stuff going going on for Hampson that the biggest challenge for him might just be getting into the the lineup of the Rockies, which is a frustrating thing. They've had all this talent that's more or less come, matriculated through the system, but they've never really allowed it to sort of blossom on the major league level. So does Hampson get an opportunity there? Now, if he does. I think his skill set with high contact, sort of that gap power, the ability to maybe pop 12 homers in a normal stadium, maybe that increases to, you know, 15 to 16 to 17, and then he's got that 30 steel speed, you know, on top of it. Plus, you know, once he gets a ball into the gap in Coors, he can sort of get those extra bases with his legs. So I think a lot of the things that we said about Ramil Tapia only, he's got sort of this, this, this other way to get into the lineup with this multi-position eligibility. Uh, and I also think he's he's a more patient hitter than Tapia was when I saw Tapia. So um, I like Hampson a lot. And I would say that he's probably one of the biggest movers in my rankings and somebody that I really feel, um, you know, I overlooked wrongly. He's a really impressive player. I actually like Hampson a lot. Justin, before you answer your uh, Garrett Hampson take, if you have one, uh, they want to know what's on your shelf. In fact, they want you to show them your goddamn shelf. Um, our our Fans or diehard fans are known for trolling our guests more than we troll minor league players to get them on our show as guests. Um, so please, can you uh, explain what's on your shelves behind you? Sure. So the, sh- the the on the shelf behind me, um, that's my dad's desk that he's never used once um, because he doesn't like working at it. Um, so there's like family pictures on there and like random stuff. There's actually my dad's a huge Patriots fan, so. I don't know if you guys can see it, but there's actually a replica Super Bowl trophy because he's an absolute maniac when it comes to um, anything Boston related. Um, huh. So that's uh, something that um, he he loves, and so that's definitely a, an interesting one. Yeah, so that's a that's an interesting shelf for sure. He's got some, some memorabilia, uh, some pictures, and yeah, that's that's my that's my dad's desk shelf. All right, um, and then nice. real, real quick, I, do you have a Garrett Hampson take? I don't. I don't want. I do not. But okay. I will want Ryan McMahon to play first base for the Rockies. I want him up. I want them to give him the full length season. I think he can be special, and I want them to is, let Dahl and McMahon just go and let is, the let the training wheels off. Cut Cargo. Cut Desmond. Cut. Agree. Cara. Just let let the kids play. They're going to be better than what they've been putting out, which is crap right now. I, I got a serious question for you with those players you mentioned, though. Is this you're a Rockies fan by way of Hartford, or are you a Rockies fan? No, I'm a I'm a Red Sox fan. I just okay. I want I like to see young players play versus over crappy veterans. Well, I, well, I, I, the, I I asked that though because we we did our first uh, annual scouting. Uh, Hartford Yard Goats uh, game last year with Lancey Pants with us. Uh, Nick uh, was there. Some of the Crabs were there with us. Uh, Iron Horse Mario, Big Mario was there. 
uh, rehabbing on his uh, yank. They thought he was a, a Yankee on a rehab assignment because it's Otani. Mario's jacked up, but um, no, I say that because I was just going to ask, do you miss Mark Reynolds in Colorado? But you're not a Rockies fan, so that led me to think you've seen all these guys in Hartford, so you know in the lower levels. So maybe uh, you, like Ralph, are switching your allegiance from Boston to the Rockies because of your geographical location. Um, but is he in Hartford? Justin, no, are you in Hartford? I'm actually um, in Fairfield County by New York City, so I'm about an hour and a half away from Hartford. Yeah. The stadium was oh. actually closed all last year or before that when they were battling with the city to get it all built. It was like... Yeah, you've never heard... Might have been yeah, 2016, it was a tough year. You've never yeah, heard my story. Year, so. You've never heard my story no. about that. All right, I'll say it real quick again. So I had a day off, and I wanted to see Giolito pitch, and he was scheduled to start against... Hartford, and I got tickets right between uh, the visitor dugout and the back, uh, the backstop. So I was like, I'm going to get a great view at Giolito, and Hartford's two hours from the city. So I drive up, and I plan to get there about five o'clock to watch, you know, batting practice and all this stuff. And it took me six hours because of construction. And then when I got there, the stadium was under construction, and I didn't see the little asterisk on the footnote that all of Hartford's games, home games, were on the road that year. So not only did I sit in the car for six hours driving there, but there was no game to be seen once I got there. So that's why I hate Lucas Giolito now, and uh, that's why I uh, I shouldn't say I hate him. That's pretty strong, but um, that's strong. Some some of these people are asking in Periscope that they like YouTube better because Periscope's too hard to navigate. I want to know what is so hard to navigate about it. Are you on your phone or are you on your computer? What's the difference? Because I feel like it would be the same as YouTube. Um, I'm I'm really not sure. But if you know, if you can tell me, let me know. And still, nobody asked us any FMKs yet, so we're still waiting on that so we can get Justin. Um, but I was uh, mentioning some of these other players we we were going to get into, and let's get into some more some some pro players. Um, Dan Winkler, Braves. Is this the closer? Is this the guy? I'm, I'm telling people this is the guy you want to take a, a, a flyer on, take a shot on right now. Um, Justin, I'll start with you. you yeah, feel- I've, been watching, I've been watching that situation really closely because uh, in the company fantasy baseball league, we do a combination saves hold. So um, I've been definitely watching those two guys real closely uh, to see who's going to take that closer spot or even have that setup man spot. Because, I mean, the, the Braves are contending this year, I think. I mean, yeah. they're they're winning games. So. Um, I, I think Winkler is probably going to be the one, um, I've been, I've been debating whether to pick him up. I've got, uh, I've got Davinsky, uh, Odovino and Jose Alvarado right now. So I'm, I'm thinking about adding another one. Um, oh, I actually picked up Amir Garrett again, uh, today. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe adding Winkler, but we'll see. Lance is actually in my league. So if he's in the, if he's on the comment thing, I don't want to give too much of my strategy away. Yeah, you better go for I, it. I got a, yeah. I got a tip. I got a tip on Colin Pooch last week from Jason Collette, you know, another, yes. uh, another former guest of the show. Yes. And uh, I mentioned it to Lance and the dude, the two dynasty leagues. I mean, with Lance, he goes and he just drops his pants. He walks in like quagmire into the strip club. Just like, take my money. He bid like $40 on him in like the last 30 out of like a $200 <laughs> budget. So be careful with Lance. Well, my, my, be careful. my bet is Winkler. The, the, uh, the K rate is what Minters was last year. Minters not even back up to that yet. And he's walking everybody. Whereas Winkler's controlling mm. it. Um, I, I think it's between Minter and Winkler. I don't think uh, um, uh, Carl is in the mix at this point. Um, if Fiscaino gets removed from the role, that's if it's not. I mean, he's blown two saves so far this season. What has he got? Nine saves, and he's blown two. 
So it doesn't look good, but it's it's not horrible either. I don't think they have to make a move. I don't think they're pressed to make a move. Um, first comment of the night until there's a better one uh, from Nick uh, says, I would start a fight with a biker gang if I was with Mario. So uh, Mario, Mr. Uh, Mr. Iron Horse, um, let's go start some stuff with Nick with uh, biker gangs. But um, <laughs> uh, we got an FMK. We got two actually for now. That I could see at least so far. You don't ask me about Winkler. I don't get to show my Winkler. All right. So, you, do you get to show your Winkler? You want to show your Winkler, or you want to share your Winkler take? Oh, share your you Winkler got, you take. Another direction. We'll go. No, with no, 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 no. I go... love his cut fastball. I'll go back. Cut fastball. Talk about it. Talk about it. Baseball. Because not only are you, no, I just told you. Not only like are you cut fastball. prospect Jesus, you could be pitching Jesus as well. So please tell me more about the the cut fastball. Tell me more about Winkler. Who is your who who is the uh, Braves closer three months from now? I actually I actually do think it's going to be Winkler, and I, and I know that everyone coming into the season thought it was going to be Mentor. I think they're going to keep him in the role that he has now. But but ultimately, I I think you know. Winkler has been a guy who there has been some ability there. He's shown some flashes, but just not necessarily always been, you know, healthy and been able to be effective because of it. But you look at what he's been, been doing this year. Um, you know, the fastball has, you know, 94, 95 mile per hour velocity. I think he averages just under 94. Um, you know, the cut fastball has, you know, good movement. I think it's added a couple of inches, if I'm not mistaken. He added a couple of inches over the offseason. Um, you added a couple of inches to your Winkler chase rate. in the offseason? Is that what? what you just said? You added a couple exactly. of inches to your Winkler? He did, yeah. I added a couple of inches to my, my that Winkler. That sounds like a little, bit, uh, a little bit of performance-enhancing drugs there. I don't know about, me. I don't know about you. Oh, it's, it's called a pump. It's called a pump. They, they <laughs> sell them in the back of Playboy magazines. Anyway, uh, he's got a great chase rate, 35%. It's exactly what I look for. The swing and strike rate, 15%. The best number that I'm looking at, though, Nobody can make contact with this guy. He's got a 68% uh, uh, contact rate, which is just absolutely filthy. And like I said, I think that his cut fastball was one of the best cut fastballs in baseball this year based on uh, sort of pitch effects values and all that sort of stuff. So I like Winkler a lot. I, I actually think that uh, if you're in a league and you can go after speculative saves and, you know, I know a lot of these sort of 12-team RCLs that I play in, those guys are incredibly valuable. Winkler's a guy I would definitely target because I, I think he could be saving games within the next week or two. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that, and that that's why I've been telling people to add Winkler. And I I started off my morning today by telling everybody now's the time to get Winkler if you can, and then not even follow my own advice. He got scooped up in uh the uh, league I often refer to, not the uh, other than the Raz Thirty, the uh, sixteen dynasty sixteen team dynasty points league heads to head. Uh, where I hate every other owner, uh, but I've been dominating that league for three years, and then I get bad luck in the playoffs. Um, and if what you if you want to know what I mean by that, so seventeen and one right now, far and away the uh, the the power leader for everything. And of course, I'll I'll have Degrom go down playoff time and not get the yell, so I can't add anybody. Things of that nature happen in this league. Uh, but anyway, I lost Winkler while I'm tweeting about everybody go add him. So uh, don't make that mistake. FMK. Uh, Justin, are you familiar with FMKs? We used to do this last year. We stopped doing them. We're bringing them back. This is what the post game's for, man. We can do this kind of stuff. So, uh, FMK, if you're not familiar, it's, you know, fuck, marry, kill. And you get to choose uh, one for each of these players. So, the first one we're giving you is uh, Fran Mill Reyes, Franchi Cordero, or I'm guessing that's Michael Brantley. Uh, so, Michael Brantley. So, three outfielders Fran Mill, Franchi, Brantley. 
you get to uh, spend the rest of your life with one, hang out for a little bit with the other, and avoid the other like the plague. All right. Well, I mean, I think Franchi's the one. He's, he's the he's the he's the one with the most long term prospects. I mean, he's got the power. He's got the speed. Brantley was that, but he's kind of over the hill. I'm not. I'm staying far away from him. Framiel's the new kid on the block. He's got the minor league power leader. I mean, so if I were to go F, it would be Framiel, um, M, uh, Franchi, and then uh, yeah, not staying as far away from Brantley as possible. Maybe five years ago, Brantley, but he's he's done. He's over the hill. All right, Ralph. Yeah, see, this is this is a tough one because you know, I, I I think the easy the easy F for me is probably you know yeah I'm probably gonna fuck Fran Mill you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on that big six five frame, but the thing is with Michael Brantley right now is Brantley numbers are really really good. He's slashing three twenty eight three sixty eight five forty four. We've seen this guy do it before. It's just a matter. Of him staying healthy, he's played 31 games. He's got 136 uh, plate appearances at this point. The underlying numbers are phenomenal: 5.9% walk rate, which is slow, but he's only striking out 7.4% of the time. So he's putting the ball in play in a five-by-five format. That's really interesting. If we're talking about, you know, uh, now are we looking at it from a redraft or from a dynasty perspective, Andy? That wasn't in the uh, the original question. So all right. So if we're talking about a redraft, if we're talking about a redraft, I actually think. I would marry Brantley in a redraft league because I think he's going to offer a good amount of value this year. Now, in a dynasty league, I totally agree with Justin. If we're looking long-term value, he's the guy that gets the gets you know gets the boot because there's no way he's going to be able to sustain it. In a redraft league, I'm probably killing Fran Mill. As much as it hurts my heart to say it, I like Fran Mill. I like the big power-hitting right-handed hitters, but I, I just don't see him necessarily sticking. There's a lot of guys that are going to be coming back from the DL that could potentially take that spot, though I do think he's better than Hunter Renfro just because he has more advanced plate approach than Hunter Renfro does. Uh, you know, I'm just still a little skeptical about him necessarily sticking long-term, which I guess would make Franchi either my marry in a dynasty league or my my or my fuck in, in a redraft league. Right. So dynasty, I'll fuck Fran Mill. Redraft, I'll fuck Franchi. I'm going to kill Fran Mill in, in a redraft. I'm going to kill Brantley in a dynasty. That was a lot. I think you should have just stuck to redraft or dynasty. But uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just good. say, Fran, Franchi is my love. Fran Mill is my one-nighter. And Brantley, at this stage, is out to pasture. So I'm, uh, that's the... The I, numbers, though. I'm going. He's putting up numbers. All right. He's going to get hurt soon. Um, I don't wish that upon anybody. But uh, Franchi could strike out thirty percent of the time. I mean, it's it's all it's all relative, Andy. This 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 one I I see and uh, uh so fan tracks, nice work, boys. That's uh from uh Tim uh Jody Smith also. Hey Jody, what's up? If you're still here, thank you for uh, checking in. Um, but I see an FMK here from uh from Mister Rotoware, Kenneth Cashman. Uh, and I almost don't want to read it. I know I'm going back a few minutes here. I'm trying to catch up. The FMK he asked is Mauler shirt, Mason shirt, or the What Would Prospect Jesus shirt? And I think this is just, you know, 
trying to trying to throw a jab at me. So I'm gonna skip that question. Uh, but I did read it for you. Uh, we had one. Whoa, for... whoa, come on, man. <laughs> who who would you marry, Andy? I'm not marrying any of them. I'm killing all three of Why? those shirts. Why? Why not? Why wouldn't you marry any of those shirts? I'm killing all three of those shirts because I'm not a part of any of them. You're gonna, you gonna kill my face over your over your no, over I, your pettiness. I actually, oh, uh, I actually. I actually have to get your shirt at the very least. I think you should buy one for me. Um, but anyway, everyone thinks I should buy one for him, but, but I don't even, I don't, I have to buy my own. All right. I, my likeness is being used. Well, I'm we, being exploited. We got a battle of the means of production battle of the yeah, battle of the racist sport. FMK. I'm not even sure the reference. So I'm going to ignore that one. Cause I don't want to get Paul in any trouble that maybe I'm sure it involves Tommy fam. Could very well. Um, this guy, you know, got the save today. Okay. But we know that he's the closure right now. That's not what we're talking about. We're, we're, we're planning ahead, if you will. Uh, I got flagged for abuse. Well, sucks to be you, uh, for calling out your, I'm not saying the word because if you got, then I don't want it. But anyway, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Justin, talk, give me some, uh, give me some names you like. Uh, Noah Naylor was a guy we were interested in uh, mentioning. Tell us about Noah Naylor while I'm looking up uh, some of these comments. Yeah, so he's uh he's like Josh Naylor, but without all the sort of the the baggage that comes with him. Um, so he's got the talent. Um, Are you calling not, Josh Naylor got, fat? I'm not call, well, a little bit fat, and also he's got some Josh Naylor little fat? Per, little no way. little bit of personal issues too on the side. So he's got he's got baggage in a couple different ways. Um, but Naylor seems from all um, from all things I've heard seems like a good kid, hard worker. Definitely got a little bit more athleticism, better body than his uh, than his older brother. So I guess uh, guess his older brother wasn't the one uh, leading him to the gym every day. Um, but I think Naylor could definitely moving up draft boards. I think he could go top twenty. Um, he uh, he's athletic. He he's, could stick behind uh, home plate at, at the catcher position, but um, he's he's got um, that athleticism to be at third too. So. Uh, I'm excited for Noah Naylor. Definitely uh, excited to see another Canadian go uh, high in the draft because I know that'll make my uh, Canadian supervisor go absolutely insane. So uh, I'm excited about Noah Naylor. Your uh, Canadian supervisor? Oh, he he loves every Canadian. He he loves the Blue Jays. He dies when they lose. He's he's all about the, all about every Canadian. He can he's uh, been really in depth with uh, and definitely involved with some of the younger Canadian players. So he's been following Naylor for a good five years. So. He really knows him really well. He, he likes to brag about this all the time, but he's friends with uh, D- Devon Travis. He, he that's that's, oh. his, that's his name drop. So um, so yeah. What is, he, uh, what is he? What is he? Travis's doctor? Can we? Uh, no, he's like he's, he's he he like either coached him or grew up with him or he's, he knows him somehow. But he he's he's played video games with him before, so he he likes to n- n- talk about him a little bit. Can you play Fortnite with him? Now we know why Travis is hurt. He plays Fortnite. Well, well, no, 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 no. This is big. This is very big. This is very, 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 very big. You mentioned Devin Travis. I have him uh, as a black hole at second base now, and I need second base production if I'm going to maintain this uh, playoff spot I've climbed into. So I'm trying to pawn off Devon Travis. Huh? Tony Kemp's up to bat. That's uh, I'm trying to pawn off Devon Travis to to the league mates that are actually currently watching this show. So can you sell Devon Travis that maybe I can uh, get somebody to believe that there's some value left in this guy? Um, I mean, he thinks really highly of him. So maybe someday he'll not get injured and uh, the Blue Jays will actually uh, start rebuilding and, and, and start trading some of their some of their 
decrepit old players away. I mean, Donaldson's good, but I mean, he couldn't throw at the beginning of the year, so decrepit Marco at Estrada is, Yeah, I mean, they gotta they gotta rebuild a little bit for sure. Vladdy's the Vladdy's the future and the present, so let's let's get Vladdy up there for sure. All right, so if everybody in the Crab Army is listening, that means make me an offer for Devon Travis right now. Why you can still get him because the uh, price tag is gonna just go up. He's on the way back. That's what I think uh, Justin was just telling you all. So make sure you go <laughs> make me a, a a ridiculously good offer and uh, let's get this going. Uh, Noah Naylor or Josh Naylor? Since you gave us the whole Noah Naylor breakdown, I think I think Noah Naylor. Josh Naylor looks like he maybe could play first base. I don't know. He's better positioned as a DH. Naylor's at least got that athleticism and hasn't got both baggage and weight and baggage and personal issues. So um, I think that Noah Naylor is probably going to end up having the better career than Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor's got power. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's he's got to hit a weight room. He's got to work on his body if he wants to have a future beyond a DH. All right. Fair enough. Well, I wanted to ask you too about about Josh Naylor's personal stuff. You're talking about the whole knife incident with with Stone Garrett. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that, and uh, I've heard um, just he's not. Uh, he's, I think I've heard he thinks a little bit too highly of himself a little bit, and I've heard oh, that okay. Noah Naylor's been the more coachable kid at least uh, while uh, running through the Canadian uh, the Canadian system. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see what what Noah Naylor's like. I mean, I. Josh Nail was an exciting power bat, but like you said, the body is so bad. He doesn't really have a defensive position. I know they actually gave him some reps, I think, in the outfield, uh, in, in left field, actually, this season, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, I don't know, man. He is uh, he's a trip in terms of what, what that body is. But he's uh, certainly surpassed expectations so far with his production uh, here in 2018. Okay. I got a, uh, a new question for our guest tonight, Justin. Uh, what is your stance on Chick-fil-A? We had a little bit of a Twitter thing earlier today where somebody said uh, Chick-fil-A is overrated garbage, which, uh, I see, I'm in New York City, so I don't have access to Chick-fil-A, although there is one now apparently in Manhattan. Um, hopefully that's going to pave the way for them to be all over, but right now I have to go to Jersey, which I hate doing, and when I do go there, <laughs> make sure to try to stop at a Chick-fil-A. But usually the only one that I can find is at the mall, which is even less... Uh, appealing than going to Jersey in the first place. So what is your stance on Chick-fil-A? Sure. So being in Alabama, it's really, really the big thing. Um, my roommate down in Alabama, he loves it. Um, honestly, not, I'm not the biggest fan. I like their milkshakes. Their milkshakes are good, but honestly, I don't think it's any, yeah, I, I haven't had the frosted lemonade. I've had the chocolate milkshake. That's usually my go-to, but, uh, I think a chicken sandwich is uh is a chicken sandwich at any fast food place. I don't think it's anything real special. Really? My roommate would debate me against that. Um, you think a McChicken is the same as a Chick Fil A? I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not a big fan of of Chick Fil A. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's as good as people say it is. Um, they actually just opened a Whataburger in Tuscaloosa. They're actually oh, two. And, Whataburger, and Whataburger awesome. has been. Uh, they have lines out the door every day. It's like the the. Now it's the it's the hot new thing in Tuscaloosa, and Chick Chick Fil A is kind of uh, taking a back seat to to Whataburger. So what Whataburger is um, good, but it's no In and Out yeah. Burger. 
I, I've had In-N-Out once. I definitely want to try it again. Not, I gotta, I gotta have it again for sure. And, and Shake Shake Shack's better than Whataburger too. Yeah, See, here's the thing. I used to be. I'm a I'm a Chick Fil A convert. I'm a guy that a few months ago, not even that long ago, and I have two in my town here in Massachusetts. They've been popping up all over the place. There's one actually in my town, and then in the next town over. So I have a couple of them. It wasn't until I was really schooled by some folks from the south on how to order off the Chick-fil-A menu. And I think the key to the Chick-fil-A menu is the sauces and how you apply their varied, excellent sauces to their nuggets. Now, the nuggets are by far the best thing from Chick-fil-A. They're not over overly doughy. They don't mm. seem like giant tumors. They're these little, like, crunchy balls, giant almost tumors? like your, your, your mom would make when she tried to make, like, little nugget balls. <laughs> They're perfect for dipping. You can get 12 of them. The waffle fries go perfect with a couple of different sauces. You mix up the sauces, and you get the frosted the lemonade. You have not tried Chick-fil-A until you've had the frosted lemonade, really more so than anything else. I have I not had the frosted Ken lemonade. Cashman and myself, we are proponents of frosted lemonade. We just we personally think that it, it, it's, it's a step up in terms of, uh, I, of an offering from a shake. It's a, it's a unique twist. And nobody does it like Chick-fil-A. So I, I that's have. how I'm going to sell it to you is if you haven't tried the frosted lemonade, if you like lemonade and you like shakes, you got to check it out. It's, it's, it's not overly lemony. It's not overly creamy. It's a perfect mix of the two. Well, and get some nuggets, get some nuggets, mess with some sauces. They got a, they got, they got a, they got an excellent, um, uh, what was the one I had the other day? That's like they had like a Polynesian sauce, even that was actually pretty good. Polynesian but, is the best sauce they have. The Polynesian sauce. is the best sauce they have, and I, I've never no, tried no, the Chick Fil A sauce is the best sauce it's, they have. It's good, but I, I would literally eat Chick Fil A sauce on like the worst food ever. The sauce, like, this, like if you had Chick Fil A sauce and you brought me on Fear Factor, I would straight up eat like a hundred and fifty year old like fermented so, pig balls. I mean, the sauce, the sauce can make the sauces, the sauces are good. The sauces are the way to go. The fries are good too. I've not had the frosted lemonade because honestly, it makes me think of frosted tips, which makes me think of RVBs or rock, uh, vodka red bulls or, w- or whatever the abbreviation is. Uh, some insiders will know where I'm going with that one, but, uh, it's just the frosted lemonade, frosted tips. I, I just can't get behind it. Uh, the, the waffle fries are great. The, uh, the, uh, the sauces are phenomenal. Um, I go with the chicken nuggets as well. You said your mom used to attempt making chicken nuggets for you. I want to meet Miss Lifshitz because well, no, my mom never did no, that. No, no, actually, my my dad probably made the chicken nuggets. My dad is an awesome cook, so yeah, he would like you know, like almost like popcorn. my mom's an awesome cook too. Closer to almost like popcorn she, nuggets, but my, like my mom's an awesome cook too. Them. She just never had the time to uh, to to do that. She was always busy working, trying to put food on the table for young Andy. So there you go. Um, Oh, hey, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a child of privilege. My my father would get home at like six o'clock. He'd Sounds yell like for it. about twenty minutes about something. Um, like stay it. out of his way. He That's, would uh, definitely. He would have a cigarette and like a a beer, and he would cook dinner, and he would make an awesome meal. And then we would sit at the dinner table, eat, and watch McNeil Lara news, and then he would more or less discuss the news with us. What was that? Was how I grew up. That was that was my every night. For dinner, pretty much throughout my entire life, unless I had like a hockey or a baseball game. Well, well when I think of your dad, I think of uh, Pecker Checkers. But uh, anyway, Pecker Checkers, yeah. My father is the original. Uh, he coined the phrase Pecker Checkers, which are mirrored sunglasses. And the whole deal with those, the reason that they're Pecker Checkers is that you could wear mirror sunglasses and nobody knows where your eyes are. So you could totally just be like staring at somebody, but be looking at their Pecker. 
So they're called pecker checkers because you could be looking at somebody's dong and they'd have no idea because of the mirroring on the sunglasses. Yeah, maybe this post game show maybe this post game show uh, is not good for for you because we're gonna start revealing things that maybe uh, we should we should keep on the rest. But Justin, you uh, you broke out some hardware over there. Yeah. Someone was saying they didn't believe that there was memorabilia behind me, but uh, yeah, we got a Super Bowl replica Super Bowl trophy right here. What? Um, when they beat uh, Seattle Seahawks, um, I was actually at that game. So Ooh, Nick's uh, gonna be mad. Yeah, if only um, that, if only Pete Carroll had run the ball, but that that was that was tough. But I'd like to thank Tom Brady and uh, Pete Carroll's coaching for winning that Super Bowl. So. That that is a replica, no? Oh, it, it's it's heavy. It's it's. It's 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 yeah, it's a replica. All right. I was gonna say my dad has too meant too much sports memorabilia. It's no 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 no. Gonna have a museum. I just sure. I was just gonna say like that would have been the what you should have led with if that was the real Lombardi Trophy. Then maybe we should have started (laughs) the show like an hour and a half ago with you uh going going to that instead of now. But um, uh, uh, people enjoying this new format. Are you guys are you guys happy with this Ross breaking out memorabilia now? I'm gonna go get some memorabilia to show you guys in a second. This is my own. This is my own memorabilia. Are, are you guys from? Uh, I was I was the captain of this team, right. and uh, <laughs> we went undefeated in my league. Yeah, we were really good. Are you, are you guys happy so with I this new wanted, format? I want to share some memorabilia. I don't have any Patriots stuff around me though. All right, I'm gonna go show share some memorabilia too. Then this is gonna be the memorabilia yeah, you show. Get some memorabilia I got I got two players though because we were supposed to talk about fantasy baseball stuff as well. You can actually see me here. I'm like I'm like offset. I'm 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 the odd duck in the picture. Of if, course. If anybody of course, has uh, be different. If anybody has any like legit fantasy baseball questions, um, put them in the comments now. We will get to them after we finish our Chick Fil A saga and uh, all this other stuff. Bring out the cucumber vodka. Um, I actually probably could do that right now, uh, but I'd have to go make it. So you'd have to give me a minute. Um, what? 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 what uh, Two players I wanted to talk about. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you are, don't forget to go to Fantrax HQ and check out all of the other great content that we're providing for you. Fantasy baseball, fantasy football, basketball, hockey, you name it, we've got it. Posts on a daily basis from some great writers and authors throughout the fantasy industry, as well as some of the top podcasts and video shows, such as The Baseball Show, all brought to you by Fantrax. Don't forget to follow your hosts, People's Pen and Prospect Jesus, and Fantrax on Twitter as well. Now let's get back to the episode. I do want to talk about two players unless other people have some to bring up. But one was uh, Trumbo. Mark Trumbo needs to be added before you can't add him anymore. And I know the name Trumbo just sounds like, yeah, whatever. But uh, the guy's got multiple hits in more games than he's more than half the games he's played in since he's come back from the DL. And the power's not even there yet. And that's what he's known for. Uh, he's seeing the ball well. And Ender Inciarte, ridiculously hot. I'm going to get some memorabilia. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Put some comments. Ask some questions. He's gonna get some. He's gonna get some memorabilia. You feel left out? I do. I have to get some memorabilia. Well, you know what? I know what I wanted to mention. I don't know if Justin's got any good looks at him this year, but a player that somebody's asked about a few times. Andy seems to be avoiding is Kevin Biggio. Oh no, I brought him up before. Of Hall of Famer Craig Biggio. I I gotta tell you, man. I another guy. I'm really impressed with. Um, you know. Uppercut swing. He's a little bit stiff at the plate, but he's definitely very strong, compact. Um, sustained a head injury the other night as he was uh, caught stealing second and came out of the game. But, you know, he's pretty solid at second base. I think he's probably more of a utility future guy. But he's tapping into more and more power. It'll be interesting to see uh, what his numbers look like if he is separated it from Vlad and, and Bo at some point in the season. Justin, I know you sit here in Connecticut. Have you got an opportunity to take a look at, at Vigio at all or watched any tape on him this season? 
Um, I haven't seen him since he joined Pro Ball, but I actually worked on the Cape uh, when he was there that summer. Um, so that was the summer with Nick Senzel and Jordan Sheffield and Biggio. Um, so I saw him a little bit. Uh, yeah, he was a solid player, made the Cape League All-Star game that year. Um, so, yeah, he was performing well against some, some pretty talented players. Um, he's not Nick Senzel, but I think he could be a solid player. I don't think he's going to get 3,000 like his dad, but uh, I could yeah. see him being maybe a utility um, infielder uh, off the bench. So. Yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he's a solid guy. He's no Vladdy, um, but few are, so. Yeah, he's a tough guy for me to, to me to value in Dynasty and in, 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 you know, in a prospect list toward the top 100. There's a lot of buzz now, I feel, to push him toward the back end of the top 100 list, but I'm just not so sure that he is a top 100 guy. I think he was, you know, pretty advanced, took him a little bit a while to figure things out. I think he's a future pro guy, but, I just wonder how much upside there is there. I, I, I want to see, you know, what happens. He's a guy that I actually do think needs to be promoted to AAA just to, to really sort of feel out a little bit more. I, I'm interested to see how, you know, higher level, you know, major league guys necessarily attack him. Um, he's interesting. Like I said, he's got really nice plate approach. I like his bat path. Um, but he's one of these guys. It's just, he's, he's kind of tough to believe in, you know, and, uh, some of these guys that have, really big jumps without necessarily one tweak or mechanical change that you can point to and the production jumps a ton. I don't know. I, I, I have my questions, but um, I hope I'm proven wrong. And I hope Biggio continues to do this. And is a guy that, you know, is an easy consideration for the top 100 when I have to make those big decisions come July, but he keeps hitting the way he is. It's going to be tough to write him off entirely. I'm going through my memorabilia while you guys are talking. Um, I did mention uh, Biggio. Who's that? No, in the pants. I started with my uh, my. Is that Miguel, is that Miguel Sano? This is this is uh, this is. I don't know if you saw. Or not. I started with the. Uh, I started with the the first ten years of my career helmet, which uh, had to be retired. So that that is kind of like a trophy now. That's my Lombardi trophy. I started with that. <laughs> I'm on my second helmet now. Uh, almost through that second ten year as well. Uh, this is uh, Miguel Sano from uh, Pelotero. I uh, I am a uh, sponsor of this, and I was supposed to get a credit in the sequel, which never came out. Um, should I keep going? I got two more things here that I brought out for now. Um, yes, no, I don't know. I can't hear anybody. Nobody's commenting. Whatever I'm yeah, doing, right Andy's yeah, so what ready. Whatever I'm doing, he likes. Which is why, furthermore, I should have a Rotoware shirt, and I don't. Sucks, because I would be breaking that out on other shows as my memorabilia. Um, what other players did you discuss besides uh, Biggio? Because people wanted to know about Jacob Gonzalez. Yeah, I think um, Gun Gonzalez is a super interesting guy. Justin, have you gotten any looks at Gonzalez at all? You know, son of Louis Gonzalez of. Uh... Diamondback and steroid fame. <laughs> um, I, I unfortunately have not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too familiar with uh, with his work. Um, I dug into him a little bit, uh, a little bit this last week, and you know, he's one of these guys that you know he comes into pro ball, and I think you know the numbers a little bit can be you know kind of deceiving, but I, I think you know ultimately he's going to end up probably at first base. I don't think he's going to stick. At third base long term. Uh, he's got some steals this year, but I don't think that's going to stick around long term either. 
but I do think he's going to be able to project out pretty nicely uh, in terms of the power. Uh, right now, he's, uh, you know, uh, off to kind of a rough start in Augusta, but once again, you know, this is a, a kid that's, you know, 19 years old, turns 20 in, in, in late June. Um, and he is, you know, walking 7.6% of the time. The K rate is under 30%. It's about 25% right now. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's slashing like 250, 320. Um, and I think the slugging is just under 400, which is one thing that's, you know, not great, but, um, he, he does make a decent amount of hard contact, puts the ball in the air. I'd like to see, see him put the ball in the air a little bit more. Uh, you know, he's got an all fields approach. You know, he's, he's going, he's going opposite field, you know, 32, 33 plus percent of the time, which is a nice sign to see, especially with a guy this young. Um, and it's funny, the Giants kind of have a collection of really interesting raw players. You know, whether you're talking about Alexander Canario, who's probably the best of the bunch outside of, uh, uh, Elliot Ramos. Elliot Ramos is far and away the best player in that system, but, Alexander Canario is, is really sort of creeping up. If you look at his numbers, he was phenomenal in the Dominican Summer League last year. And, you know, I sort of expect that to carry through uh, in the stateside career as well. He's a really interesting toolsy guy. They have Gonzalez. We just talked about as a third baseman. You know, maybe he sticks there. Maybe he moves over to first. Maybe he ends up in left field. They also have this guy, Sandro Fabian, who is incredibly raw. The approach is ugly. In some ways, he's like Sterling Heredia, where, like, there's a ton of of just raw power there. And you can sort of see it when he swings. I love this kid's swing. Um, he's definitely really, really cocky. There was one one ball I think he hit in instructs that, you know, I was showing Lance the video this weekend at the game, you know, in between innings. And this kid just gets a hold of one. And, like, the bat flip, like, he was already bat flipping, like, halfway through halfway through his follow-through, you know. Um, but he's a really interesting talent. He's got a bunch of fives across the board. And I think that he's got a major league future and could be an interesting fantasy player, especially if the approach and the pitch recognition skills sort of develop with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's funny that we got a, a Jacob Gonzalez question, but, uh, that's an interesting system. I feel like there's some guys in, in San Francisco system that, you know, could potentially have really nice major league futures and, you know, they're going to be a little bit underrated. Like, you know, I was going back. I have a, um, they have a, a 2015 uh, Baseball America Scouting Bible. And was going through some of those like top 20s. It's amazing how many guys like Reese Hoskins, Paul DeYoung, um, you know, some other pitchers that are escaping me right now, you know, Louis Castillo. How many guys were in the 20 to 30 range in some of these systems that are now really good major league players? And I think that the San Francisco system has a lot of those guys. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do in the draft. I'm really interested to see what the Royals do in the draft. The Royals have you know, the biggest bonus pool as well as the Rays. But the Royals, uh, starting, I think, either pick 14 or pick 15, they actually have, what, five of the first 58 picks in the drafts, uh, including a couple of comp picks, obviously, for, you know, Kane and Hosmer walking. There's some teams that are interesting. I think San Francisco has an opportunity here with a really good draft following up on last year. And the same thing with Kansas City, who had a really good draft last year. You know, even outside of Prado, they got, you know, guys like Melendez, who's a great player. Um, they have an opportunity to really boost their system and, and sort of solidify the foundation of their system going forward with just another really good draft class. San Francisco was one and then Kansas City. Kansas City is probably going to be able to pull some guys later into the rounds because of the amount of money that they have, they have to spend, um, especially early on. You show me timing. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're just tuning in, you're uh, watching the uh, the Prospect Jesus Show right here on the People Spend Periscope <laughs> channel. Uh, this is the uh, baseball show post game. We are uh, happy you are joining us. So, no, somebody said let's get a sidebar here because Ralph could go for three minutes. Three. Uh, that's being very conservative, um, but it's all good stuff. So I, I I I kid and I joke with Ralph, but I definitely absolutely enjoy it. Um, but Justin. Did you want to add anything? And uh, somebody, uh, a couple things. Go to Jersey. I go to Jersey. It's not like I don't go to Jersey. I'm joking about Jersey. I love yeah, Jersey. I tease, I tease Jersey, Philly, Jersey I tease girls Philly. are the best. This is what, you know, Northeast people do. Uh, somebody uh, somebody else asked me, love my job, asked me. And based on your handle, uh, I'm guessing that we are doing the same thing. So is that why you asked what I'm doing? And the answer was yes. So love my handle if you're still there. Or uh, love my job, rather. Uh <laughs> Tell us about the format again. <laughs> that could take at least as long as Ralph gives answers. So I will uh, I will let that one go for now. If anybody has any baseball questions or players you want to hear discussion on, please drop it in. Uh, yeah, I, I saw someone mention uh, Amir Garrett. Uh, yes. Wondering if he would make it to the be the Braves or not Braves Reds closer by the end of the season. And I could I could see them trading Iglesias. Um, I could see him. Um, Garrett's looked better since, I mean, he came on strong at the beginning of when he was a starter last season, uh, quickly tailed off, but, um, he's looked good in the bullpen so far His carry. It's been good. Um, I could see him sticking, um, in a bullpen role. And if they do trade Iglesias, I think he could be, um, one of those guys, uh, that's up next. I also like the Reds too, young outfielders, uh, Shevler and Winkler. I, Winkler's got less power than Shevler and less swing and miss, but, uh, I think they're two solid corner outfielders, uh, only uh billy hampton could get more on base uh and maybe they might have something um but maybe maybe the reds they won five in a row i mean we'll, we'll see maybe riggleman's got got that magic touch when it comes to uh new york baseball teams yeah well we know ralph likes uh jesse winker a ton and peraza's starting to get on base uh so that was a good one i have amir garrett in a couple spots and uh has been pitching better of course former st john's basketball product so uh well documented but you know that's my college team other than the team i played for so uh there you go but uh another player just asked and this is a this is i believe he's a canadian i could be wrong in this this is one of ralph's boys this is uh another nice prospect brent rooker am i holding right now should i continue to be patient justin i'm starting with you on this one brent rooker are you just distraught at all by the start he's off to, to too soon to uh, to discount what he's doing or could do. Um, I don't know if it's too soon. He seems like one of those classic um, three-outcome guys, power, strikeout, uh, block. So, I mean, there's always been a spot for those guys in major leagues. I mean, we'll see how he how he continues to progress through the minor league system. Um, but I'm not I'm not too uh, too worried about him yet. Uh, I mean, his strikeout to walks, not great uh, this year, but I mean, the past couple of years, he's been okay. Uh, 2017, he was pretty good. Um, but 2018, obviously, you don't want to see 42 to uh, 6 uh, strikeout to walk ratio. So he's definitely got to improve that a little bit. But um, I mean, I think he, I think he'll, he'll adjust that double A. It's always a sort of a big adjustment period for players when they go from rookie to single A and then to double A. Double A is usually a uh, whole different ball game. So I think he'll he'll be a hitter that'll adjust. Um I could see him making the making the major league someday. I think he's 
He's got that. He's got power. He's he's definitely got power. Um, and I definitely could see him um, being. Uh, I think I think he's going to end up at first base. I don't really see uh, him beyond that. Um, but I think he could be a a good three outcome guy. Um, kind of like a Adam Wynn type player or a Logan Morrison type player where he's got that three outcomes. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see uh, how he goes. I know he tore it up in college, but. Uh, I'm not so sure about his about his ability to move beyond first base. Rough rookie Holden, and then follow that up with his uh, Kristen Stewart up soonish, and slanging sure. the hearts over there. Keep slanging the hearts. I don't know what they do, but I know you can do it. So it's probably good for us that you are doing it. Maybe it sorts us higher. Um, I, I don't know what it does either, but it's I guess it's like the thumbs up. So if it's an option, just just keep doing it. So thank you. Keep the hearts coming. <laughs> keep the hearts coming. Uh, Ralph Rooker and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I think the thing with, with Rooker for me is it's once again, it's sort of this classic thing where guy came up, uh, gets drafted, you know, he's highly touted, but there's some questions about him. And I think maybe he proved the doubters wrong early on by going to, you know, the Florida State League, which is notoriously one of the more difficult hitting, uh, leagues. I know there's some, some sort of debate whether it's the Midwest League or the Florida State League. I think as the Midwest League heats up and the weather gets a little bit better, it probably is the Florida State League. And he hit for a ton of power. And that's usually a good sign. But what we're seeing now is he's now getting challenged a little bit with more with breaking balls. He's, you know, he's seeing fastballs more on the inside. He's missing a lot more on stuff that, you know, mistakes that maybe he was seeing in the Florida State League. So this is a, a case of an advanced college hitter, the rubber finally meeting the road in double A, which, you know, I'll, I'll sustain talent wise across the board is the best level of competition in the minors right now. Uh, it's not triple A. That's more of a, 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 as I like to call it, like a waiting room, uh, or, <laughs> or like a, uh, you know, a, a re- retirement community. It almost seems like it sometimes, especially if, especially if you're playing for the Salt Lake, uh, bees in, in which is a triple A affiliate of the Angels where it seems like they have like, Guys that were good in like 2006, their entire team. But anyway, we're getting off track here a little bit. But with Rooker, I, I, you can hold, but if it's like a 12-team league and you're looking at upside, man, move along. If there's some guys in the, on the waiver wire that you maybe have to hold for an extra year but have a lot more upside, like a Christian Pash, you know, I, I would definitely go after a guy like that. Move away from Rooker. There's probably a lot of options there for you to chase. Uh, the other guy, Christian Stewart, you know, I've talked to Emily Waldman about this, and I, I, I think that, you know, ultimately, we're not going to see Christian Stewart probably until sometime in probably late June, maybe early July, unless there are a ton of injuries and they're really going to force it. But that's a team that's going to hold Stewart down a little bit longer. It's great to see what he's doing in AAA. I think he's more or less been, uh, you know, top five or, or number one in every single league that he's played in, in terms of, you know, home runs. I, think he's led every league that he's played in, but I, I might be off base on that. Right now he's hitting, he's getting on base, he's hitting for a lot more averages. The strikeouts are down a little bit. If he, I know that you know Emily has always said, I talked to her a couple times this year, I had her on the Prospect Podcast, we had her on this show as well. We talked a ton about Christian Stewart. She was you know very complimentary of him, talked about the, the huge work ethic, how hard he works, even on the defensive side of the things, just to sort of stay at, at league average. But I think that he has a little bit of that Willie Calhoun uh, concern where we're not so sure where he fits defensively. Offensively, though, this guy is, you know, a three outcome hitter. And if he's improving that, that contact and that hit tool and the approach a little bit, cutting down on the strikeouts can get that average sustainable to like a 275 consistently. This guy can be a borderline all star 
and a very ownable player in 12-team leagues, especially if you're playing in you know, the roto environments I am, where you have a utility spot and you know four to five infielders. Um, Stewart, you know, as long as he is, doesn't stay DH only, is going to have a lot of value. I think that's the one concern you probably have with him long term is you know w- when is he eventually going to become DH only? Is it from the jump? And you know when you have those utility guys and they don't have multi position flexibility. It's a real clogger in terms of your lineup, especially with daily rosters. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Justin, you got anything to add uh, on uh, Stewart? I, I think uh, I think Ralph said it all and much, much <laughs> more. So I don't know uh, what I could add that uh, he didn't already say. But yeah, um, totally yeah, agree with that. Know. Got any more questions about my company, Fleet Baseball Scouting Network? Would love to answer any questions you guys might have or any players. Um, happy to answer anything. Yeah, um, phenomenal. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up. I got two uh, the other two memorabilia I brought out. I'm gonna show those real quick. Uh, for again, for anybody who uh, is just tuning in, maybe you just happen to uh, pass by right now. We are doing the post game on Periscope and the pregame on Periscope. Uh, just to be able to have kind of this looser setting and not feel so formal. And then the show itself will still be on YouTube Live from 10 to 10.30, uh, where we'll actually just give you real solid takes. And then most of the questions, Q&A, the FMKs, the fun stuff will be right here, as we've been doing now for almost an hour. It's, I mean, it's flying by. So I don't know that we'll do an hour every week, but um, I, I probably feel like Justin wanted to leave at least 45 minutes ago, and it's just being super <laughs> polite to stay with us. So. Thank you for uh, sticking around. But the other two... No, this uh, has been fun. I've enjoyed it. How yeah. much longer do I have to listen to this blowhard Ralph talk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is uh, my Carlos Correa ball that I got when he was playing minor leagues. Uh, the stadium, Ocala. Ocala. Uh, I forgot what level. I think it was like low A. Uh, sent it. So I won apparently some raffle on Twitter. So those things actually do exist. And then finally... We have a friend of mine, uh, Mr. Ray Palacios, also a firefighter in Rochester. And he's a former uh, big league catcher. And the only reason he is not an FDNY firefighter is because he was too old to take the test when he retired from Major League Baseball. So um, Ray is uh, he's Uncle Ray to me and a good friend. And actually homered in Yankee Stadium. With, I believe it was with the Royals. Played with a couple organizations. His uh, brother was in the uh, in the in the league as well, and his two nephews, Jermaine, is an outfielder from Auburn. Um, so you might know him, uh, Jermaine Palacios. You might know him, Justin. Uh, that's Ray's nephew. He's now in the Blue Jays organization, and uh, the other nephew, um, I'm forgetting his name now. Uh, 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 I think it starts with a J two. Uh, just is finishing up at Towson, where he's a middle infielder. So anyway. Probably nobody cares about that other than Mario. Uh, so he didn't appreciate that. So be it. But you get for wanting me to break out memorabilia. Anyway, um, I think we'll wrap up. Ralph, what are you working on at Rasbo this week? What do you want to tell people? Yeah, well, I uh, I got to keep on. I got to do a little bit more writing once we get off here. But, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a minor league update coming out. Uh, I'm going to be finishing up my prospect write-up. So I got a couple more systems I got to pump through. Um, slowly but surely getting through all those. I know it's, it's, it's May, but it's not like I'm the only site that's still finishing our previews. So yeah, when you go through all 30 teams, so, you know, I got, I got Seattle coming up. Uh, then we'll get some exciting ones like Toronto. I've gotten a ton of good looks on 
you know, Washington. Um, yeah, it's, you know, Texas. It's kind of exciting. We'll see where we go with it. But, uh, yeah, so I'll be doing that. I'll probably, you know, put that out. I'll have the prospect podcast that Lance and I are diving into tomorrow, which is MLB draft focus. We're going to do a couple of those. We're going to segment it with some college hitters, some high school hitters, probably going to break it into high school arms, college arms, the following show. Really going to sort of dig in on the draft. And maybe as we get closer, maybe we'll do a little bit of mocking, but, uh, mocking this early, I don't think is really going to, going to give us anything. So there you go. That's what I'm working on. Prospect Jesus. Shut the fuck up now. No, you talk forever, man. I love it. I love it. And and this the people do too. That's why I they flock space. to you. You 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 give sermons and gospels and uh <laughs> all that kind of good stuff. Uh well, prospect evangelist. Well yes, you are. Um you're the uh yeah, you are the uh I can't Joel Osteen of fantasy baseball. Uh Justin, thank nice. you so much for joining uh joining us this week, sticking with us through this whole thing. Uh, some great stuff, some great answers. Uh, for anybody that missed anything or just tuned in now, missed everything, you can watch the replay of this. You can go watch the replay of the pregame, or you can watch the uh, the show on YouTube uh, from this week as well, where Justin was telling a lot of stuff about his company, Collegiate Baseball Scouting Network, and how you can uh, apply if you even want to work there, if you're interested in that. Uh, we also talked about Freddie Peralta, broke him down. Thanks to our sponsors, RotoWare, Young Back Company. I'm going to mention him just because he's a friend and somebody brought him up earlier. Jimmy Otto, how you been, buddy? Hope all is well on the uh, borough of Staten. Um, turkey problem. Turkey problems are real, Ralph. Turkey problems in Staten Island are fucking real. But uh, Prospect Jesus. I crush turkeys all day, man. Prospect yeah, Jesus. I got like on 10 Twitter. in my backyard at a time. Justin Volman on Twitter. Uh, People's Pen on Twitter. Uh, follow us. Don't forget Fairtrax, Fairtrax HQ. Uh, some uh, some great articles every day. Podcasts as well. You got uh, you got Eric Cross right in there. You got Manly Vanley. You got the full sixty. You got Dave Martinez now doing podcasts. Stats over beats. You got uh, what am I missing? You got Al Melchior right in there. You got all kinds of goodies coming out. Uh, Jim Bay, Mick Ciala. You got. Uh, it's just phenomenal stuff. Josh Rodriguez puts the podcast together. I can talk longer than Ralph if you let me, so I won't. I'll stop it there. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you like the new format. Hope you join us next week. I'm going to be doing some pop-up periscoping here and there, sometimes by myself, sometimes with guests. If you want to get a feel for that, they're going to be 15 minutes or less. I did one the other night. So my uh, timeline, you can go check that as well. That's it. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Thanks for watching this week. Ralph, you had something else to add? No, man, that's uh, it. I saw the timeout. Are oh, you giving me a technical? All right. No. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun tonight. All right, yeah, well, it's a blast, and we'll love to have you come back. So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, hope you liked it. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you appreciate it. Hope you liked it enough that you come back next week. See you then. Thanks. Yeah.